welcome back to another episode of Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar. And I do have a very special guest on the show today. Her name is Olga Geisler. Uh, this is a very special episode. She's a very close, dear friend of mine. We only just met this year, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're going to find out all about her in this episode. She is a nurse. Uh, she is a nurse coach, and she is a coach to women who are trying to get alcohol free. So we're going to get all into this episode. Cannot wait for you to get to know her and her story and so many things. But listen, thanks for tuning in again. I appreciate you. I know I say probably say this every time, but I can't I can't not say it. I mean it so much. Um, if you haven't yet left a review, I would love, first of all, I just love reading them. I love knowing that you're listening. I love knowing how, you know, this podcast is helping you or impacting your life or whatever. Want to hear back from you. So if you would, it would mean so much to me. You could do me this favor and leave a review and a five-star, right? Five-star rating. <laughs> so you can do that on Apple podcast, or you can even leave some interaction on Spotify. If you would do that, it would mean the world to me. But most of all, thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much that you that you take time to listen. I know you do just anything else right now in your world, but you're taking some time to listen to our podcast, and I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Well, I had a total blast on this show with Olga. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm your host, Anna Wilson, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered nurse. I'm also the founder and very proud coach of Rock That Fitness, the best online women's fitness community ever. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar is a podcast that I created for you to bring you fresh insight that will help you improve your own fit lifestyle. Each week, I'm bringing you a thought-provoking show that challenges and inspires you to get out of your comfort zone and live your own best rock star life through nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So get ready, get set, lace up those shoes, and let's go rock that walk. Right on. Olga Geisler is here. Y'all have absolutely no idea like how excited I am to have her as a guest on our podcast. And Olga, okay, uh, say hi. I'll let you say hi before I chat away hi. here. Hi, everyone. I am so <laughs> excited to be here and connecting with all of you and connecting with one of my most like favorite people. <laughs> You're so kind. In this world, I absolutely love this lady. I'm so excited that she invited <laughs> me. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Olga. And y'all, we're this is so it's never made up. This is real, like especially real with Olga. We connected on um just a crazy wild level back in, I believe it was June, right? Was it June 2023? Yeah. So just a few months ago, not very long ago. But man, sometimes in life, you meet a person and you connect. It's it's unbelievable, really. It is. But like, we've connected on a, on a wonderful level. You're, you're like nobody else that I've ever met at all. And anyway, so we could brag and go on about everything. And everybody's like, oh, no, no, hurry up. Okay. So Olga, first of all, you have this fantastic 
accent. So can you please tell us where you're from? Oh, well, thank you so much. I I will take this compliment. <laughs> it used to be really hard for me to accept compliments. So something that I worked on really hard, and I appreciate what you just said. Oh, I appreciate okay. you. So thank you. Um, I am from Belarus. So it's a small country in Eastern Europe. And I've been in the United States for about 22 wonderful years. And I absolutely love this country. You guys have no idea. Maybe some of you do, some of the listeners. But this is the best country in the world. And I mean it. I have something to compare it to. And um, I absolutely love it. My husband um, was in the army and he retired a few years ago at 22 years. So I really appreciate it. Is that how you came to America. Yes. You met your husband because he was in the yeah. army. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just clarifying. And yep. just for us listeners who, you know, we don't know where that is. And you said in Eastern Europe, right? Can you yes. give us some landmarks? <laughs> yes. So, well, if you watch the news, I hope you don't for your mental health sake, but if you do, you probably heard of Belarus because it is part of that Ukraine-Russia conflict. It's in the way. It's between Ukraine and Russia, okay, close to Poland and um, Eastern Europe. Okay, yes. great. What is your, I guess, your native language? So we we speak two languages. There's native language of Belarus language and. It's also Russian is my first language. So okay. I speak Russian okay. with an accent. I have accent in both languages. Oh, yeah. Makes last sense. Time I went, yeah. Last time I went there, people asked, where are you from? I was like, <laughs> I cannot get away from this question. Someone <laughs> please <blame> me. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, yeah. Olga, I'm just going to tell listeners how I met you yes. um, so we can get into our topic because Girl, you are just so, you are a wealth of information and and so much experience in life that so many people can learn from. And I've learned from you and uh, just, I've continued to learn from you and inspiring, so inspiring. So I just want to tell everybody how I met you, okay? And I think a lot of my listeners know that from time to time in my life, because I've shared them, shared this with them that I, I have not struggled necessarily like with alcohol. Um, but from time to time I would take breaks like a 30 day break because I felt like it was getting a little bit too important in my life. So I would take a break for health reasons, or even if I was going on a calorie deficit, maybe a mini cut, I just kind of cut alcohol because those calories were just empty. They weren't helpful. Um, and so w- there was a time a couple years ago, I took a year and a half break from alcohol. It wasn't even intentional. I just was on one of those 30 day breaks. And then I had listened to the audio book of this naked mind by Annie Grace. And I was out on a bike ride and I was already 30 days into my alcohol free time. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going with this. And I listened to to that whole book. And I told myself, this isn't like I'm going to never drink alcohol again. I was thinking to myself, this is just I'm just not going to because I don't I don't want to. I don't have a desire now. Does that mean I'm never going to do it again? I don't know. I kind of left that open to myself. So that lasted a year and a half. And then um, 
at the beginning of this year, so it was New Year's 2023, I decided to go ahead and have some alcohol again. And so I was drinking it like regular, like when I say regularly, I mean like on the weekends, maybe a few drinks, maybe I would have a drink during the week. Um, not anything like that you would consider, I don't know how to describe it. There's like so many, I don't, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like not like an addiction or not like I was having, you know, I was an alcoholic or anything like that, but you know, just kind of like what most people would call what moderate drinking or social drinking. Okay. But then, um, I had to go and have my surgery on my implants again. And, um, for, so I had a long week, a long period of time of workout restrictions. And what I discovered during that time was that I was craving something because I wasn't getting something from those workouts. Um, it's so interesting, right? It's very fascinating how our minds work and we, 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 um, we crave that dopamine hit. Um, and so alcohol can give you that dopamine hit. And I was starting to drink a little more alcohol than I was comfortable with. Um, I was feeling very uncomfortable about it. Um, also just thinking, well, I didn't want to cut it all the way out. Should I take a break? Um, anyway, I was in this dilemma about it and I went into and joined that this naked mind group. Um, online. It was a Facebook group, just a group. Um, check it out, see what's going on again. And I started taking another alcohol break. And I don't even remember what I decided to post in there. And I'm not one to post much in these kind of groups, right? Um, but I was just feeling this struggle and I was starting to discover that because I wasn't working out regularly. I was only going on my walks and I wasn't getting that fix that I needed, that I wanted, that for myself, I was starting to drink more alcohol than I felt good about. So I just put in there, I don't even remember what I posted, but anyway, this is how we connected. And for whatever reason, you were so kind enough to get on the phone with me and talk with me. Um, and let me just say, you, you kind of have stepped into a role in your life where you're coaching other people about moderating alcohol or completely eliminating alcohol in their lives um, because you, of your own personal experience and the things that you went through. And you really spoke to me on a, on a, on a level that I could understand because you're a nurse. I didn't even mention that yet, but because you're a nurse and you understand the physiology, the anatomy of the body, and you, you have um, a, you have a deeper understanding of what alcohol is doing to our bodies not just physically, but also chemically in the mind and all these things. And girl, like that first conversation, right? We were on the phone for goodness. I'm sure it was over an hour. Yeah. Because it was yeah. so much more than that. Like we were just connecting, like, like we were best friends. Like we've yeah. never seen each other, but all of a sudden, like, where have you been all my life, girl? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's how we connected. And I don't even know what or how or when, but I, I took that break and, um, and you, you were just so supportive and it didn't take me long. I'm like, yeah, I don't even desire alcohol anymore. I think it was like two weeks I was in, I was like, yeah, I'm not thinking about it anymore. So ever since then, um, we, we've, we've connected and become friends online. And I, I just am so excited about this because you yourself are, you are, you're a nurse, you work full-time as a nurse in the hospital. Um, but yet on the side, you sort of have become a, you've become a coach for people who are trying to get yeah. away from alcohol. So I want to, my goal for this episode together to discuss things 
um, I want to share, like, I want you to share your experience. Um, and then I want to also, after you tell us your story, I would like to discuss um, what happens physically in our bodies and also the mental side of things and the emotional side of things after that. So, so yeah, so I'm just going to hand over the microphone to you, Olga, if you could just tell us your history with alcohol and what was your breaking point? Because it's my understanding that now you're alcohol free completely. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, what was your breaking point and what was your experience? And yeah, what's happened since then? Yes. Well, thank you, Anna. And yes, we had a magical connection. <laughs> we talked for over an hour and it was like, I just, I just loved you. Like <laughs> from the first 15, 20 minutes we connected and we couldn't stop talking <laughs> and we're still talking. So yeah. it's really cool. So I will tell you a little bit about myself. I became a nurse about 12 years ago. And I always was that people pleaser, caregiver, always putting my needs aside and doing everything for other people. And nursing, like nursing school and nursing profession, we're famous for that. It's like, okay, it's not about me. I'll give all of myself to other people. And yeah. I did that my whole life, really. I also was my worst critic all the time, that negative self-talk, um, not accepting compliments. I would always blow it off and say, oh, it's not a big deal, or it's somebody else did it, not me, all of that. And all of those behaviors actually contributed to where I found myself with alcohol because, because of my feelings and emotions and needs were kind of set aside. I, it wasn't about me, right? I would come home after a long shift and tired, exhausted mentally and physically and glass of wine sounded like something that would help me relax and that's what it was at first like drinking wine on the weekends sometimes after a shift a glass or two nothing major but during pandemic because I saw wine as a stress relief and something substance that helps me to relax it kind of sucked me into a daily habit where over time it became a daily habit. And if you guys know this, it's true for most people. When you have a glass of wine or any type of drink of choice that has alcohol in it, our inhibitions kind of go away and we start to eat. And that was me. I would have dinner with a glass of wine. Then after that, I would be, ooh, um, cheese and crackers and some, I don't know, meat sounds good now. Yeah. And then I would be like, oh, maybe some chocolate, <laughs> some nuts. <laughs> and I would be, I call it like a trash panda where I would just eat everything I could find. And, and I was doing that wine drinking and snacking too much, eating too much to numb my feelings and to stop the thoughts. You know, in the end of the day, when you come home and you just feel exhausted and 
all of these things going through your head, what you said, what you didn't say, what you did, didn't do. And I just wanted for it to stop all the chatter. And wine really helps with that. And also stuff in your face. If you guys experience that, um, a lot of people have. They just yeah. don't talk about it. And I love talking about this stuff. I just found myself in this cycle where in the evening I would have glass or two of wine and sometimes a whole bottle, not more than that, but with food, lots of food. And then in the morning it would be coffee o'clock, but I would wake up with a little bit of a headache, not hungover per se, because I did drink lots of water trying to count, like balance out the alcohol <laughs> that I was taking in. Yeah, because so, you're a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was a nurse. I would have a glass of wine and then big glass of water and trying to chase my tail with yeah. all of that. And then in the morning, I would wake up with headache and kind of not feeling amazing, um, kind of sour stomach at some point. I even had some heartburn that I developed that I would take some antacids for. And then I would have coffee, food, and I was always very highly functional. And really, if you look at what is like moderate drinking is okay they say mm -hmm. drink or two a day is okay they say but um was it okay i gained about 30 pounds um over that time probably like within a year or so i gained 30 pounds and i could not fit any of my clothes mm -hmm. every morning i would wake up saying that's it i'm not drinking I don't feel great. I need to get it together. And then around 5 p.m., I would make excuses why it was okay and I didn't really have a problem. And I would literally drive home from work saying I'm not going to go get wine. And I would stop by the store and get a bottle of wine. And then I would go, sometimes I would manage day two, few days and try to rationalize with myself and make all these different decisions, how much I'm going to drink, how much I'm not going to drink, when is it okay to drink, all of those things I've done. And after a day or two or three days, I would pat myself on the back and say, oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're okay. good. You, can, you were good. You're good. You don't have a problem, <laughs> so you can drink. And by looking at my friends and looking at people around me, I wasn't doing anything crazy. That's our society. That's almost like an expectation that you're going to have some wine. Yeah. It's like I was being sophisticated, really. I was drinking red wine. And oh, you know, Nina, that's more sophisticated. Wine, yes, it has like antioxidants. antioxidants. Some, there, there are some articles out there float um, on internet and being shared easily that it's good for my cardiovascular health, really. Yeah. So anyways. But and speaking Speaking yeah, of uh, speaking of research studies, you can find a research study to back up anything you want to believe. Just want to throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> yes. So, and the thing is, they say it's good for me. It, it has antioxidants, but here I am, 30 pounds overweight, sad, alone. I felt very alone in this. I felt so many conflicting feelings. And I didn't really have anybody to talk to about that because I felt like 
this topic, like nobody talks about it. I didn't have a place to go. But you also were probably justifying it that you weren't an alcoholic. So yes. Yes, was, I was yeah. justified. I was there was so much uh, like mental spaghetti, I call it. <laughs> it was all twisted up in there. And I could not understand what was happening to me and why it was happening to me. And if it was good for me, why do I feel the way I do? Yeah. Why do I wake up in the morning regretting that I was drinking that and eating this and all of that stuff? Why was it hard for me to control how much I was eating? Well, because I was drinking wine that was taking my ability to think clearly and have that self-control away. Right. But we can get into that in a little bit. So, But this is where I found myself. Okay. Just overweight, sad, lonely, really ups- upset with myself, disgusted with myself at some point. And I couldn't fit any of my clothes. I would literally go grocery, uh, not grocery shopping, sorry, uh, shopping for clothes. And I would pick up all these different items. I would go into the um, change room. I would try to put it on. And some of this I could put on the bigger sizes, but none of it would fit. I would literally, I would want to almost like scream and cry. I felt completely devastated like destroyed like I felt like my guts were ripped out of my belly Mm. and I would leave the store without buying anything Mm -hmm. and I would go home and I would drink more wine and eat more Chinese food Mm. to feel better right right yeah I couldn't stamp out of it it was difficult and then what happened was we went to Mexico all-inclusive vacation with our kids and from all, all the cocktails at the pool, at the beach, um, all of that indulgence, they call it, I came home feeling exhausted. I'm like, I just had like eight days of vacation. I should feel amazing. I feel gross. Mm. And that was my wake up call where I woke up one morning and I said, not another day, not another hour. Not another minute of this. I got to get it together. And I just like you, Anna, I found this naked mind. I Googled books because I wanted to understand what was wrong with me. That was the main question. What is wrong with me? And I wanted to learn how to overcome it. Yeah, I wanted to and, get curious. I wanted to find out yeah. more information. It's almost like I needed to do as much research as I could to determine what direction I needed to go for the best interest of myself, my own emotions, my own physical health and my own choices. And that was the reason that I wanted to experiment again, which that's the part it's getting curious and experimenting without the alcohol was an experimentation. It was. And for me, it was never, I will never drink again. Yeah. I need to stop for 30 days to lose some weight, to be less bloated, to clear my mind. Yeah. And then figure out maybe I'm only going to drink on weekends, maybe on special occasions. I don't know what it will look like. Mm -hmm. I just needed a break to clear 
myself. Yes. Yes. That that was my main goal. I'm going to take 30 days and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what happens. There are no excuses going to be made. I'm just going to stay the course and go this 30 days. And it's just 30 days and then decide. Right. Yeah. 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 And the experimentation, the idea that it's when you're doing this, when you're listening to the Annie Grace book, she's not telling you to you don't have to drink. She's not saying don't pick up any alcohol. She's saying this is an experiment. She's saying don't yeah. you will listen or read this book only so many chapters yeah. along the way, <laughs> which I like mm-hmm. that it was carrying you through and there was no obligation to quit the alcohol completely. It was an experiment. Yeah. Yes, and I have never called into work or didn't show up or right. was late. Right. I was very high functioning, exactly. a driven person, having a great career. And on the outside, when yes. I share how I felt with other people, they look at me like, you really felt that way? You looked so good. You looked they don't understand. You, <laughs> you were happy. And that's what shows you like, you don't know what's going on in the other person's soul like their internal world you have no idea yeah yeah i i'm sorry i'm over here kind of laughing because i just i can just relate to this so much like functioning high functioning right and it's just there's this in there's this internal what is the word it's it's cognizant it's cognitive dissonance is what we experience because on one hand your conscious mind is telling you something and then your subconscious mind is telling you something else so you have this clash you know so mm-hmm. yes it, i understand i'm thinking well i i do a mindful practice meditation if you want to call it that and one of the things in my mindful practice that i learned was uh, this idea of desiring, craving, wanting. And if you can remove that, then uh, you're not going to want, you're going to be free. You're going to be at peace. You will not have the yes. suffering anymore. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, I was thinking, man, if I could just remove that desire for alcohol, then I will be, I will not have cognizant, cognitive, I can't even say the word, cognitive dissonance <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yes. so I think that's one of the, that was one of the driving forces for me to push through and, and get more curious and learn more about what's actually happening with alcohol in our system. Yes. And my goal was never to be alcohol free. My goal was always to be in control, complete control. Right. Maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak here and there, but (laughs) I I didn't want to feel like some like something's pulling me and those cravings and that weirdness that I was feeling and having that internal conflict about things and those mental gymnastics that we do go into a party who's driving are you driving or i'm driving how much am i drinking if i'm driving should i have one okay what time should i stop drinking how much water should i consume it's like it's exhausting yeah we put so much mental energy into that like i remember the same thing i'm thinking well this weekend i have a show am i gonna have alcohol that night or not what am i doing the next day what's happening this and that and you're just always always thinking about when and when not you're going to enjoy alcohol. Who's going to be there? Should I drink in front of them? Like I'm, you know, like all of these crazy thoughts. It's like, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, in my opinion, now it's a lot of wasted energy that we put out with thinking about it. Yes. 
No, definitely. So for me, it was 30 days. And then after 30 days were completed, I was, I felt like, like me again. It yeah. was so interesting because I realized how numb I was and how just I didn't feel like myself anymore. I would see myself in pictures or I would hide from taking pictures. I don't have a lot of pictures for that time period where I was really overweight. I don't even know exactly what weight I got to because I couldn't step on the scale. I couldn't bring myself to step on the scale. So when I did step on the scale, um, my difference now is about 35 pounds that I know of, that mm -hmm. I lost. But yeah. it was more because I, for about four weeks, I couldn't make myself to step on the scale at all. But um, after that 30 days were completed, I decided to add another 30 days and just keep going. Because at that point, I didn't have any cravings and I felt so good. But it was really weird because I did not want to talk about it or share it with anyone. It was almost like my dirty little secret. Like I was not drinking alcohol. Like there's some kind of shame in there. About it. Like. Yes. And then I realized that I always have heard that people, and it used to be my opinion too, that people who don't drink alcohol, they are boring. <laughs> they have no fun. Right. And I didn't want to be the boring one. So <sighs> I just was, I didn't want to talk about it. And oh I was invited to a birthday party at the bar. I arrived there early and I talked to the bartender and I said, hey, could you make me a mocktail that looks like a real deal? And whenever I ask you for a drink, just keep giving me those. <laughs> I didn't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. Yes. I didn't yes. want to discuss it. I didn't want to get into this big, you yeah. know, conversations. Right. I wanted people to have fun because mm -hmm. it's not about me. It's about the birthday girl and all of her friends. And I just... I just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's I talked so about it. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it in terms of like, because I'm always sharing my story and what's going on in my life. And I'm like, like, this is what's going on. And and I did the same thing, like 30 days. And then I was like, I'm gonna do another 30 days. And then I get to the point where like now I'm like, I don't even know how many days it's been. <laughs> I don't think about it. It comes up from yeah. time to time whenever I'm in a setting, I'll think about it. Yeah but it's not something that I think about these days, but one of the, but you know, so our stories are a little bit different in that I didn't ever think that I needed alcohol to be fun or to that. It needed that it, that I, I'm definitely somebody who I can have fun drinking alcohol or not having alcohol. And I also don't care about being with people and not drinking alcohol, but like you, I also am aware that it does cause people to feel uncomfortable and not that I'm in charge of their feelings, but just for eliminating that conversation altogether so that it doesn't take away from the experience of what that, what that moment is about and about what we're doing. I have the same reason that I will get a mocktail or, you know, just that, you know, but if somebody is to ask me, what are you having to drink? I'm not going to tell them a lie. <laughs> You know. I didn't lie, but I didn't say the truth. No, right. It's not lying. It's just, yeah, it's not lying. <laughs> well, it was like a meeting of what I was doing. So either way, I just, uh, 
I did not know what I was dealing with, you know, and are you covering your mic? All of a sudden it sounds a little different. Oh, no, there we go. That's better. No. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I just, um, I didn't want to talk about it. It was weird. And I find that a lot of people that stop drinking alcohol for any period of time feel the same way. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it because our society expects us to drink alcohol. Yeah. It's because it's just what is quote unquote normal. It's what's been normalized, which for me, that's one of the things that I talk about in my own story is that it was always so normal growing up. Growing up, alcohol was a part of every event, every holiday, every get together. It was everywhere all the time. It was just like part of life. And so so that's that was my emotional hang up when you and I would talk. I'm like, this is why it's so difficult in a way to like say, I'm not going to drink it anymore because I'm I was like you, like I'm thinking I'm just going to take a break from it for 30 days and then I'll decide how I want to how I want to navigate it from there, whether it's just a holiday or just one drink or whatever. But the more that I learned about it, the the less that I wanted to really even go that direction. So do you want to, we want to talk about what actually happens in the body and the, and the brain with alcohol. What else do you want to talk oh, about? Yes. So I would you love that. Did you, and so I have to ask this question because maybe other people are thinking the same thing. What about, is this too personal? Don't, you don't have to answer, but how did your husband relate? Like, well, how did your husband respond to you not drinking alcohol? Ooh, that's a very good question. So my husband took a break, but then he decided that he wanted to moderate alcohol and he would just have a drink or two here and there. And because I was not drinking, it was sort of easier because you don't have your drinking body who is drinking and encouraging, right? And buying the stuff. He kind of moderated for a long time. He did not want to let it go. Okay. But he did get in the boat with me and we are rowing in the same direction direction oh, that's good because and it's been probably for him maybe six months maybe longer I'm not sure none mm-hmm. of us are uh, neither of us are counting days or months or anything I just know it's been over two years for me we just don't drink because we don't have any cravings or desires and honestly I don't miss any of that my life is so much better without all of that craziness I felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. And now I'm me again. Yeah. It takes, it seems to, what I like to call it for me personally, I like to say it takes away my superpowers um, legitimately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it does take away from us. And, and when you're in the middle of it, you don't think so. And you're like, I know you, like, we just kind of justify it and we come up with stories that we tell ourselves, but if we get really honest with ourselves, it's taking something away. There's nothing that it gives us, really. We don't need it for courage. We don't need it to have a good time. These are all lies. It's not really, it's not, it's toxic. It's poisonous to our body, like all these things, right? But if we can get mm-hmm. into some of the physical things that it does to our body and our mind, especially as women in, you know, as we're aging, especially women going through perimenopause, menopause, 
um, the this phase of life is in particularly um, vulnerable to being impacted on even more negative levels when it comes to alcohol. So I really love when you as a nurse talk about things that alcohol actually does to our body. And you seem to have a way of, of, of bringing it to a simplified level. I bet you talk to your patients about it, don't you? I do. <laughs> so I what would you say to some books? <laughs> so what would you say? I want to, I just want to hear the Olga, you know, I don't know. Tell us what is alcohol actually doing to our body, Olga? Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you for asking. So <laughs> imagine, imagine yourself end of the day, you are feeling stressed out. You're coming home and lots of thoughts are going through your head. Like, oh, what did I say? What did I do? What I didn't do? Was I? All the thoughts. I think it's easy for us women, especially to imagine those thoughts and the stress we experience in the end of the day. And we want to shut it down. We, for example, if I myself from a scale of zero to 10, maybe I'm at a six where I'm stressed out and just not feeling amazing and maybe a little anxious. So now I have a glass of wine. When I drink this wine and it's released into my bloodstream, it easily crosses the blood-brain ba barrier and goes directly into my brain, mm -hmm. starting to kill off some of my brain cells, literally. Mm -hmm. And it also hits my dopamine center. Yes. It hits it hard. And when it does that, I have feeling of almost like a euphoria, euphoria. relaxation feel. Yeah. You sit there and you're like, oh. All of a sudden, your thoughts stop and you feel relaxed. And that dopamine and then, hit is something that your your brain does not forget. This is the reason why we have that craving again later. Yes. So now, now my dopamine center was hit and all this dopamine is circulating. The thing is, if you know anything about your body, number one thing that body does, it loves homeostasis. It's when everything is balanced in the body. So your body will send out key, uh, chemicals like hormones to counteract that euphoria. It literally will release chemicals that are sort of like depressant into the body. And that euphoria will start to go away. Mm -hmm. And as it's going away... Sometimes it's your brain almost like your body almost overdoes it where you were maybe at a six when you started where you stressed and a little anxious. Now you at a seven. So now you are reaching for a next drink because euphoria went away and you want more of that. Your conscious mind wants more of that relaxation feeling and you drink the next drink. But that euphoria is not going to happen again. It only happens. What happens the first at this time. point? Yes. So alcohol is very interesting because it's a depressant and that, um, like high 
drug. Like it has both things. It has something that gets us high and gets us depressed with the chemicals that our body is releasing. Mm -hmm. And part of the chemicals that it's releasing is your cortisol and your adrenaline. Yes. It's your body releases that to counteract the depressive effects of alcohol. And if you know what cortisol does in our body, it's stress hormone. So now your stress level at the seven or sometimes eight. So you started at five, six. Now you're at the seven, eight when you finished your second drink. But at that point, your senses are all affected as well. And what happens with the senses, we start speaking louder because we cannot hear. Our sense of hearing goes down. We are slurring our words because our speech is affected. Our vision gets blurry. So it's like we get blurry, we get slurry, right? (laughs) And we can't hear. And if you get up to walk, your balance is off. And if you look at yourself in the mirror after having a couple of drinks, you can always say, tell who had a couple of drinks because your eyes will have that glossy appearance and your face is going to be flushed. It's very evident. And if you try to talk to someone who has had a couple of glasses of anything, there's no no way you can have a really deep, meaningful conversation. They will repeat themselves and you almost feel like you are talking to them, but they're not even there. So, but the other thing that really changed everything for me, I feel like when I learned about what happens to my nutrition and digestive system when I drink alcohol, because our body has all these chemoreceptors. And as soon as I am drinking my alcohol, the chemoreceptors are sending signal down to the liver saying that alcohol is present and the liver stops doing everything that liver is usually doing like immune system, digestive support, uh, breaking down and absorption of our nutrition, the uh, the uh, food that you're eating, and it go into detoxing the alcohol out of the system. It's number one priority because alcohol is so toxic to the body. Right. Your liver will protect your body. Right. So although and we can be... Oh, because I was just going to say, so although... We may be trying to like say we're we're on a diet. We're trying to lose weight. We're in a calorie deficit. When we introduce alcohol into that into that mix, we have to understand that your body isn't going to be doing anything productive and healthy with the foods that you're eating until it first eliminates the toxins of alcohol. Yes, exactly. And as your food is going, you know, through your digestive system instead of being able to break it down and absorb the nutrition from that food, liver is preoccupied, so it's not happening. So the beautiful salads and beautiful meals that you're eating, those blueberries that you spend your money on, they're not being absorbed. They're just going through you. And you get really hungry when you're drinking alcohol because your blood sugar is actually low you have your hypoglycemic that's the term for it 
because your liver is pre preoccupied and your food is not being absorbed. So you feel like you are starving, you mm -hmm. know, those um, pizzas and everything else like sounds so good. good. You're looking for something greasy or sweet. Yeah. Because or salty because right. you are hungry and your brain is asking you to eat more because your blood sugar is low. And the problem with it is when you wake up in the morning, it could still be low. And you could be starving in the morning, although you ate everything in sight in the evening. Wow. That is, that is. And that process. <laughs> yeah. That process blew my mind yeah. in a way that, you know, I always knew as a nurse that when somebody who's been drinking alcohol acutely, like in the last 12 hours or so or somebody who uses alcohol all the time we're gonna uh, we're gonna hang iv bag that's we call it banana bag right. but it's literally iv fluids with all this multivitamins in it mm -hmm. i always thought that uh, people that drink alcohol they just don't eat well and that's why they're deficient nutritionally deficient but it's not because they're not eating well. Even if you are eating well and trying so yeah, hard it is. to spend the money on nutritious food, um, your the alcohol use is the reason that you're nutritionally deficient. You can be low in your magnesium, very low in your B vitamins, your vitamin C and all kinds of other vitamins, but B vitamins, all of your energy vitamins and magnesium is low in people that use alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Very good points. Very good points. So the other things, I don't know if you, if, if we want to move on to another part of this, it still has to do with the body and how, how alcohol impacts us in a negative way. Um, but I wanted to just touch on the importance of understanding if you're going to be drinking alcohol, that it that does in fact it does impact not just your digestion, which if it's impacting your digestion, which is which is, you know, negatively impacting how your body is absorbing all of the nutrients and vitamins that you're trying to give it. It's kind of like counteracting. Um, but the mm -hmm. other other big things for me as well, I don't know about you, but girl you know, having alcohol in your system, they, they, people think it's going to help you sleep, but it actually does mm. not help you sleep. It impacts your sleep. So that's another thing. So you're not sleep, getting optimal sleep whenever you are drinking alcohol. And also what that does, we think it, it brings us calmness, right? But it's actually increasing our anxiety. Alcohol actually increases our anxiety. Like even after the fact, the chemical there's chemical imbalance in our brain that keeps us anxious and keeps us thinking that we need to have alcohol again, but really it's just counteracting and causing this anxiety. It's always there. That's one of the things that I noticed when I was completely, because it took, it takes, a, it takes longer than people think to rewire or get your, your chemistry right in your brain when you, when you eliminate alcohol, it takes a while. How long does it take? I think from everything that I've researched, and I read a lot of books on it, I was very interested in this topic. I think it takes up to 30 days. To, oh, that's really? why they recommend to take 30 days where you feel completely like yourself. It all depends on what kind of use you had. If you were daily wine drinker, like I was, 
I became, or if you drink few times a week. So if you drink few times a week, it right. will take you much less time. Right. But okay, that makes sense. But if you drink for a while, then it takes a while for your body to balance because your body wants to protect you and it will prepare for things. It will release cortisol in your system, the adrenaline cortisol to because it's waiting, it's anticipating for alcohol to come in. Yeah. And that's where the anxiety comes from. You're feeling a little anxious on the edge because of that floating cortisol your yeah. body's in fight and flight all the time yeah that that was my own personal experience because i'm a very well i've been told this <laughs> i feel like i am a pretty high energy person <laughs> and so for me it always felt like in the evening i was like oh if i could just have one drink it was just like you know oh good i could just relax because i just felt like i needed something to bring me down because I'm like, I'm always on a high, like it's just natural. I have a night, natural energy all the time. It seems like I'm buzzing everywhere. Um, but the yeah. alcohol was not doing me any favors in this department because even though I thought, well, it's kind of bring me, you know, calming me down a little bit, that chemical, um, reaction in my brain was still there. So I would crave that again, to bring me to calm down. It was like a vicious cycle yeah. in this. Like I, yes. I'm, I'm already, you know, very energetic person. And then I take this alcohol, I feel relaxed and then whatever, again, you go back to my normal. And then I need that to bring me down. That was part of the, the crazy cycle that was driving me crazy. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. It was controlling <laughs> me like that. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want to, at the end of the day, feel like I need something to calm me down. Like I wanted to be released from that. That was driving me crazy. And I could feel yes. this, like you said, like this, um, you know, the, the, the anxiety, I feel that anxiety, this kind of running through my spine, like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, it's like legitimately there. Now, I do want to say this because we were talking about cortisol and cortisol gets a bad rap all the time. People are saying, oh, cortisol, cortisol, like such a bad thing. But we need a healthy amount of cortisol in our body to function yes. every day. It's part of what we our body creates cortisol on purpose for re for good reason to stay alert, mm -hmm. to be aware, to do the things we do daily. But yeah, there's an unhealthy dose that we get that's yeah. not helping us it's not helping us function it's actually going in an opposite direction um and it does cause these hormonal imbalances can you talk to that a little bit as far as like hormones especially women going through menopause and how it how it impacts us in that in that department yes but could i just add address something that um, sure. you said something and I wanted to address that you said that I felt like I need something to relax me and where is this belief coming from right and I just wanted to address oh yeah the marketing of alcohol oh I love it yes because it. it's like every tv show every, every show movie pretty much <laughs> will have people drinking wine and relaxing correct and there will be a character that will say Oh, I had a stressful day. I need to relax. I need a drink. Yeah, I need and a drink. <laughs> we literally have been brainwashed. Yes, we grew so up with this. deeply into so believing deeply. that this alcohol will help us to relax. And we do feel that relaxation at first, but then we end up anxious, <laughs> overweight, and sad about our choices. <laughs> so is that even relaxing? Yeah. And not I even. Don't and how. <laughs> 
all jacked up. <laughs> they make it so they romanticize it. It's just so so fancy yeah. to have a drink, to have a cocktail. Let's go have a nightcap. No, these movies, all the movies and all these movies where they have to have like whiskey on ice, you know, on on the rocks, excuse me. But yeah. You're yes, right. And and that's exactly. too just understanding how society has been we've been completely brainwashed to think that we need a drink to relax. I mean, I'm I'm the first to admit it, you know. We we do mm-hmm. get can have a glass. It's very relaxing. There's I'm not going to lie about it. I remember you and I having that conversation. You're like, "What is it about the alcohol, Anna, that you like?" I'm like, well, first of all, I actually am one of those weird people that likes the taste. I know that say, you know, you listen to Annie Grace talk and her book and you read her book and she's like, you don't really like the taste. You've been brainwashed to like the taste. You didn't like it when you were a kid, but I grew to like it. So I did like the taste. Um, but I like that feeling. I like that feeling, that relaxing feeling. I don't like to get out of control, drunk, stupid. I absolutely will guard against that. Like I, I, I actually got to a point. I knew, I knew like, okay, I've had enough. I'm good. <laughs> but I like that yeah. feeling. And it did feel like it was relaxing me, but it was a total lie because what happens is, you know, you get what you said. You, you, come, you come down. Now you come down, you are relaxed. Now your body is going to, kick in with the cortisol and you have this anxiety, whether it happens, you know, during that period of time or it happens during the night and it's messing up your sleep or it happens the next day, it's there. There's cortisol levels that are rising because of the alcohol and the chemistry in your brain. Yeah, no, it's so right. And about hormones, again, our body is just so, we have an amazing body that wants it's on our team. It wants to take care of us. It wants to help us. It wants to heal us. But this body of mine was sort of dodging bullets between the coffee chemical, then some kind of maybe soda or maybe diet soda. (laughs) Then there is wine in the evening and then all the poor choices of food and then nutritional deficiencies because I chose to drink wine. So your body wants that homeostasis, but when so many things are coming at it all the time, being thrown into it, it will produce counter chemicals and release hormones to try to balance it. And right. that's why we will feel so out of whack. Yes. That's why we don't feel like ourselves. But once we can clean, like, like yeah, we can detox, like legitimately, this is something to really detox your body from is alcohol. If you're, if you're wanting to do that. Um, And I, you know, I'm, I just want to say to listeners listening, you know, Olga and I are, we're, we're, we're so into this. (laughs) We're not trying to convince anybody of anything today. We just want to share what we've learned about it and how it has impacted our lives. Um, And yeah. And homeostasis, again, it's just the body's yeah. always working hard to take care of you, to protect you, to keep your body in in a, a, in a harmony and balance. And so that's what happens. You have chemicals that are released by your body to try to bring things up. And then you have, then if things, if, if you are putting um, things into your body that are actually giving you too much of a high, then your body's going to release chemicals to bring you back down. So like constantly, like there's this People who are doing this all the time, whether it's like you didn't get enough sleep, so let's just kick in with some caffeine, you know, and then get that caffeine for a while 
and your you know your body's like going crazy because it's trying to keep you in a harmonious state but we constantly trying to put chemicals in it with all these things whether it's you know caffeine or it's alcohol or whatever it is sugar yeah yes and, and you know and one of the biggest things that i decided for my oh sorry you were saying no 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 i the, i just wanted to say you know my goal for us discussing this is ultimately what is the point the point of what we're trying to say here in in this discussion is that we only have this one body and if we want to live healthy strong fit lives you know a long healthy fit life then we need to be doing the right things for our body like this is one of the pieces that we might want to consider you know eliminating or at least cutting way back on for our life and our health span. But, you know, it's just, it's interesting because it kind of correlates with being on a diet. Instead of looking at the destination, we really do need to be experiencing what's happening today because we can live our best day today based on the, the choices we make with the foods and the drinks and things that we put into our body. It's not just the, the outcome of living a long, healthy life, which we want that, but why not live the best life day today, today, right? Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, thank you, Anna. I love that. I I, uh, I just decided that my body has been through a lot. Yeah. It's been almost like physical and emotional abuse from me to my body. That's what I was doing. Because between negative self-talk and never being or feeling good enough, right to the point that drinking wine and binging on food like eating too much all of that not exercising not sleeping enough interrupting my sleep cycle with all that wine drinking I just decided that I'm gonna change all of that and I wanted to learn how to do that because I want my body and me to be on the same team yeah. I want us to be on the same team because I want to take care of my body now that's what I'm doing. I'm my body's caregiver. Yeah. It cannot go and get some salad on its own. <laughs> it cannot <laughs> go and drink water on its own. <laughs> it wants to. So now I'm doing it for my body. We're on the same team. And it's, a, it's such a wonderful place to be. And I don't want to hide in pictures. And I don't want to be crying in dressing rooms. And wasting time and wasting that. time. How about, I don't know. About, my precious life. Yes. I mean, you know, whenever I would drink alcohol, like say I had a show and I had a few drinks, you, you know, it's, it's bad enough that my sleep cycle was interrupted, bad enough that I put out four hours of energy, give, putting on a show, you know, and then not getting enough sleep that night, going to bed later than I normally do. And it would take me like, two days to recover <laughs> yes and that's not even yes. getting drunk <laughs> yes know? so the wasted yes. time you know like I just didn't have the energy or the same bandwidth that I would um you know yes. without the alcohol but yeah yes but yeah I, and yeah go ahead yeah I'm just really big advocate on and I know you are too like I did this how did this make me feel yeah I ate this food. How do I feel? I right. drink this wine. 
how do I really feel? Is this, do I feel relaxed? Do I feel so good about myself? So when you become really curious and you use that word curious, and that's the key, be curious. How do you feel? What do you want? What do you really want your life to be like? Yeah. When you look in the mirror, are you proud of what you see? Are you proud you want to be in every picture? Like somebody's taking a picture. Do you want to jump in that shot or do you want to hide behind the kid? Like I did. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> <All the time. laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think I want to take yeah. off, you know, any, yeah. anyone listening, if there's any feelings of shame or guilt surrounding this topic for you, the thing I want to say is it's just lies that you have bought into, that we have bought into. The shame, the guilt, those thoughts, those negative thoughts that surround all of this, it's just messages that have been programmed in our minds. And so when we can just recognize it for what that is, then we can we can get smart about it. Like it's it's not your fault. It's not our fault that these messages have oh. been coming in over and over and over and programming our thinking, which then causes us to behave and act in ways that we think, but we can change these things. We just have to become aware of them. And that's the first step to change is just becoming aware. Like, wow, now I'm aware. What what do I need to do? And just like you said, Olga, to ask the question, what do you really want? And yeah, start doing something different about it. It's your life. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. else can do that for you. You decide. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I just, I never thought I had a choice. I thought this is adult beverage. I'm adult and this is what I'm supposed to do. And as I was talking to so many people, there are actually people around us, among us, that would drink wine, one drink. They don't even like it. They just want to fit in. We want yeah. to fit in. We're such tribal. We all want to fit in. Yes, we, we all do. Such tribal beings and we want to match and mirror each other. And we want to be cool. We want to be social. We don't want to be outcasts and boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> all those feelings that come up when it comes to alcohol, they're all normal. Yeah. And, you know, I became a coach for literally previous version of me mm -hmm. i want to be that place where women like me who are high functioning but they're like oh my gosh am i going crazy and i don't have a place to talk about all of this and you're I so good at it that. you are so, so good at it olga i, I just want to say <laughs> you're natural at coaching i love it you know and this is probably yeah, probably a I perfect segue uh first i just want to kind of backtrack a second here from what you were just saying about how does it make you feel? And I think there's two things when it comes to how it makes you feel when you're drinking alcohol or when you're abusing your body in any way, shape or form, the question becomes, how do you feel? Not, you know, there's two things. How do you feel emotionally and mentally about it? And how are you feeling physically about it? So all of those things really matter. And I think when we get really honest with ourselves and we really focus in, like get, get real focused in on how those feelings are impacting you, how it's impacting your life, 
you have a choice and you don't have to do that anymore. You can do it differently. It's your choice. So that's number one. The other thing is what you just said that you're a coach. Um, this has been such a great, awesome conversation. And I think it could go on. There's so many different ways we could go, but we're going to have to wrap up. But before we wrap up, I do, I do want our listeners to know more about you. If you can tell us where, where someone can find you, if they needed to talk to somebody about something having to do with alcohol. And you also have a, you have a free Facebook group, right? I do have free Facebook group. It's called Peak Wellness Revolution. And I've done 30 day challenge where I post it every day. Just, just different like self-reflection uh, journal questions and my own reflections. And it was all based on Amy Grace's book. Um, the alcohol experiment. Yeah, and but you post some great stories am... in there. Yes, thank you. And I just want to support women. My business is Peak Wellness Revolution. And the reason I named it that is I want us to kind of just question what are we doing to ourselves with different things and find that peak wellness for ourselves, whatever that looks like and feels like for you like I want us to feel well during our one precious life I don't have another life and I want to live my best one now and revolution is because I do feel like being alcohol free is different and I'm just standing up for myself and I'm standing up for my body <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I want to be that <laughs> you know, because we're a team, I'm yes. a caregiver, and I really want to invite you, if you want to join my Facebook group, or if you want to connect with me, and if you want to just chat, I do offer pro bono sessions where we can just, you have a completely confidential place where you can talk about it, because that's what my intention was. I wanted to help other women to talk about it, to find that place with someone who gets it. Because all of these emotions, all of these things, I know there are a lot of people, a lot of women are suffering. Yeah. And I want to help. I'm a nurse. I'm a caregiver. And I I want to help. What type of nurse are you, Golga? Tell our listeners. Yeah, I'm a registered nurse. And I worked in a critical care unit, the ICU. And now I work in the PACU. And I am a child charge nurse in the PACU. It is a level one trauma center. So we are very busy. We have lots of very sick patients. And I love nursing. But yeah. now with coaching, I can branch out into something even more meaningful for me. Because mm -hmm. I know how much pain it is when you find yourself in the position where I was over two years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday and it was painful for me. So yeah. I want to pay it forward. Yeah, you're you're amazing. And and I can speak for Olga, like in terms of like she really has a huge heart for this. So um yeah, go reach out to her, go check out her group, Peak Wellness Revolution. Um, and I like what you said, stand up for yourself. Like for me, it's like, yeah, like what we we've talked about and chatted before when we kind of laugh about it, but it's true. It's like we're rebels. We're like gonna rebel <laughs> against this crazy culture and society that makes it sound like well, if you don't drink, something's wrong with you. But it's funny, right? Because there's other things yeah. that if you do and you don't do, it's understandable, right? Like, oh, you don't smoke cigarettes. Oh, good, because that's bad for you. <laughs> you 
Nobody yeah. says anything like, what? You don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> That's poisonous oh, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or do you do you use cocaine? Do you use cocaine or you don't? Like you should use it in moderation, but don't overdo it because it is <laughs> addictive. So you don't want to like do too much of it because you can get addicted. Yeah. But alcohol is very addicting. Very it addicting. Is. It, it, it you, does. When you, when you get addicted on any level, then the society shames us and saying, oh, you're one of those people. Something's <laughs> wrong with you. Right. You're broken one. And it's like, oh, what is wrong with me? Why am I broken? It's just, yeah. it's a lot to deal with on your own. It is. It is. Anyway, Olga, girl, thank you so much for your time today and being on our podcast. I appreciate you so very much. Olga Geisler, did I say your last name right? It's a Geisler. Geisler. Like yes, oh, maybe it was Geisler. Siri telling me that's how you say your name. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Siri, she's helpful. She does, right? <laughs> she likes to pronounce people's names all incorrectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. Olga Geisler. Did I say it right that yes. time? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Y'all yeah. go connect with Olga. Go find her. She's awesome. Go find her on Facebook. Olga Geisler, um, Peak Wellness Revolution, right? And yes. are you on Instagram too? I am on Instagram. I'm still learning Instagram, but what's the I name on there? <laughs> yes. It's Olga Geisler still. <laughs> also. Okay. All right, yes. girl. And if, and anybody listening, if there's anything you questions about, we'll probably put all the information down there in the show notes, go check it out. Um, as always, we, we welcome any kind of reviews or rating. what you think about this episode? What we'd love to hear your thoughts about this topic. Um, and if this was helpful, please leave us a review. Olga, thank you so much, girl. Appreciate you. No, oh, thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Me. Rock Thanks, on, guys. girl. Oh, 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 oh,